Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with Science and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. got the door opened. Soon we'll be in. Lord Hatch! Lord Hatch! Are you in there? Hurry, no one's answering. If there's someone else in there, you will drown beneath oceans of your own pain. This I promise you. There's something wrong. I can taste my, my, my mouth. It's filled with the taste of sugar. Now, why would anyone want to drown beneath something so tasteless as their own pain? I ask you. <laughs> Especially when you could sink beneath the sweet molten waves of honey. <laughs> the bee's knees, honey. <laughs> the lights. He's disabled the electrical systems. Someone rechannel the grid to couple with the underground matrix. After all, honey is good for the soul. It even says so in the good book. And if the big guy sanctions it, well, you know it's just got to be delicious. <laughs> He's close on your guards. Proverbs 24, and I quote, My son, eat honey, because it is good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to your taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. 
If you have found it, there is prospect. And your hope will be <laughs> cut off. <laughs> Find him! Kill him! Hast thou found honey? <laughs> Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. <laughs> help me! Help! He's... he's feeding me the sweetest pain. No! No! Too much! Too much! I'm going to... It is not good to eat much honey. So to seek one's own glory is not glory. <laughs> is not glory. Sugar had vanished the second I took my eyes off him, as usual, and from the sound of things, I knew exactly where he'd gotten to. The explosive scream outside the room was ear-splitting, and it took the goddamn door clean off its hinges. Whatever my so-called brother had done, it seemed to have affected the entire power profile of the place because I wasn't feeling the geyser of pain energy from below anymore. The old girl from behind the wailing gates was either finally out of juice, or it was getting diverted to some other place. I didn't need a watch to know the sun had gone down, and that the magic lantern ritual was now on the menu. I needed to get to Romy. Well, now... You see, you're all safe and sound. And to think, <laughs> you would have doubted your dear, sweet Mr. Sugar. <laughs> okay, I admit it, you're a mensch. But if my ears are still working after that scream bomb you detonated, round two is on the way. Fret not, dear brother, for I've that under control too. You see... Our car should be here any second now. You gotta be kidding me, sugar. Our ride. We're over 70 floors up. Ah, shit. They're gonna be on us in no time. Let me guess. Our ride. Right you are, brother! <laughs> the car tore through the blackness, its engine a thunderous roar, its headlights blazing blue, just like Romy's eyes. The mob of eaters were just silhouettes in the oncoming blue headlights, and then, en masse, they disappeared beneath the glare, crushed beneath the tires that shook the floor. When the thing came to a halt, 
just inches from where we stood. I could see it clearly. A vintage hot rod, all tricked out in chrome, glistening black paint, and tinted windows. Its top was all squeezed down and swept back, creating a more menacing profile. Its gleaming oversized grill exuded a cold wickedness, a lethal grin frozen in chrome, a predator of the road, and then some. Offering us a seat in its blackened interior, the doors opened up by themselves. Time to go, Isaiah. (laughs) We've got even more scream eaters to kill, after all. (laughs) Just give me a sec. I gotta take care of something. The pillory may not have been getting any power, but uh, who was to say it'd stay that way? There was no telling when or if the thing could pop back on, freeing the crematorium to make a beeline to the chimney house district. Just before Sugar left to take care of the eaters, I popped a few rounds into the pillory, but the holes just closed up as soon as I made them. But now it was out of steam. The thing came apart just fine. I just hoped it stayed that way after the power came back on. Alright, let's roll. We streak through the Enterprise's hallways at breakneck speed, my body sinking deeper into the black leather seat, the instrument cluster glowing a dim blue, casting the cabin in crawling shadow. Christ, Sugar! Tell him to stop! We're gonna hit the wall! Fuck! Moments before impact, the headlights blazed brighter, bluer the wall melting beneath the sapphire beams, opening, reforming into a ramp. There was no doubting it now. The car possessed the same power as Romy. It could warp reality. Before I knew it, we were airborne, over 70 stories in the air plummeting towards the ground. Look, I've done more than my fair share of falling, but does this thing know what it's doing? My knuckles were white where they gripped the dash, and Sugar never stopped grinning. (laughs) Old Carface here. He always knows what he's doing. It's best to just sit back and enjoy the ride, dear brother. The ground came up quickly, the headlights blazing anew, seizing the edge of a nearby building, flattening and dragging it upward till it formed a downward curving ramp. When we hit it, we were closing in on terminal velocity. We shot out the bottom of the slope like a bullet. Only my inhuman physiology kept me from passing out. The world beyond the windshield was a blur of blue light and melting, quivering objects. At some point, the wheels touched the road again, the engine howling as we surged forward, 
The tires seize the road in an unrelenting grip, every turn precise and instant, like we were glued to the pavement. I recognized the approach to the chimney house district, the slow decline of perfected, polished symmetry, new buildings crouching down into old ruin, clean, neat streets turning cracked and crooked, towers made for spewing the soot of human remains rising into the jet-black sky. Turning onto the road that led into the web of lanes surrounding the chimney district, this, uh, Carface managed the way effortlessly, its engine quieting to a rumble as we drew closer to the central crematorium, to Romy. We heard the scream eaters before we saw them, shrieks exploding out of the front of the place, where I could see signs of blood and fire and death. God damn it! They're already inside. Floor it! My mother, Charlotte, I could feel her arms around me. The world before this moment, just a a massive embryonic hallucination. I had just been born. My mother looking down upon me. I looked back into her... her... her eyes? My mind snapped back from the brink, focusing on the dull, glassy eyes of the thing that held me. Pulling me into the shadows, it was a human-sized Barbie doll? Its smile, plastic and perpetual, skin like vinyl. Get off me, you! Easy there, chickie. I'm trying to save you. I'm a friend of your brother's. You know who I mean, right? Good old Captain Candy Clown. Wears a lot of red, like sweets. The thing was wretched. A child's toy recovered from a forgotten basement. Only it was about six and a half feet tall and talking to me. And despite its artificial construction, the doll's mouth and tongue glistened with saliva when it spoke. Uh, yeah, I know him. But what... Who are you? The stone-splitting scream sent me tumbling backward, but this time my power dampened its effects, sublimating the sonic attack as it weakened gravity. I wasn't sure how long I could keep that shit up. My body already felt wrecked, and my skull was pounding like a bass drum. A quick glance confirmed that the doll had vanished, and I wondered if she and the spider thing were friendly with the monster that had snapped up the vulture. Ah, but that was neither here nor there. I was in a serious jam, and that monstrosity from the giant test tube, the sallow, as the pain pilot called it, was just about on top of me, its mouth stretching to admit its next shriek. It was a car. 
racing and roaring down the corridor, heading straight for the yellow abomination. But it was its headlights that drew me in, blue and bottomless, just like... Steel and scream collided in an explosion of crushing chrome and shrieking flesh. The sallow hissed past me as it sailed into and through the nearby stone wall. Looking back to the point of impact, sapphire headlights burned through the gloom, revealing an unscathed and sinister-looking black hot rod. It growled its menace as the two remaining torturians drew forth from the shadows across the room. The mechanical cat lifted its angular head into view, mouth dripping with the red remains of fallen soldiers. Romy! Isaiah, thank Christ! We don't have a lot of time. Sugar managed somehow to muck up their machines over at the Enterprise, locking the crematorium out. But I've got no idea how long we've got till she gets out. You didn't? Uh, no. She kicked the ever-loving shit out of me. Sugar got me out just in time. I looked back at Sugar, where he'd left the demon car and strode amongst the gathering shapes of monsters. The spider thing, the doll, the beast from the hallway, a gigantic wolf monstrosity now that I could see it somewhat clearly. They were standing off against the Torturians, both sides spoiling for the fight. Well, well, well. Here we all are. <laughs> In one place. The sons and daughters of Gloomhest. <laughs> I didn't know who Gloomhest was, but I sure as hell didn't like the sound of the name. Before I had a chance to ponder the question any longer, the Sallow returned to the fight. It slunk back through the hole it had made. Jaundiced, slack flesh vibrating with the echoes of its hellish voice. I could feel its pain as surely as I could hear it, wafting from the thing like smoke. My brother wasn't wasting any time, and neither was I. Isaiah's shots went high, exploding through the creature's head and chest. I went low, cutting its legs out from under it. Yet, despite our best efforts, the thing always recombined. Bullet holes closed like round, hungry mouths, lacerations sealed like open lips pursing before speech, and its screams only got louder, if less focused. At our backs, Sugar's gang and the Torturians were full-on brawling, metal and claw giving as good as they got. Isaiah and I were bracing for another tornado of screams when the spider thing filled the sallow's mouth with gobs of molten webbing, cutting off the web after fixing it to the wall. A few moments later and the man-spider became decidedly less manlike, changing into a storm of high-stepping insectoid legs, clamping mandibles, venom-dripping stingers, and black, unblinking eyes. The whole thing was quasi-solid. A fleshy confusion of countless spiders, all of them outlining a vaguely anthropomorphic shape. The venomous menagerie poured across the sallow, filling it with venom. 
Thin, milky rivulets of the stuff leaked down from where the swarm thing massed and bit down with a million mouths. Let these guys handle the Torturians. We gotta get the hell out of here. And just like that, Isaiah was ready to beat feet, leave Gand and the Magic Lantern Club to whatever horrors were coming. It wasn't fear, though. It was apathy. He couldn't give a rat's ass about the mission. Just me. He'd blow a hole in the world if it meant protecting me. Yet I had no doubt. If it weren't for me complicating his priorities, he'd be glued to the spot, handing out as much hell as he could possibly manage. And while I'd slid away since my previous declaration of non-lethal engagement, I wasn't the cutthroat my brother had become. We at least have to warn Gand and the others. Look, Gand's old school. So's Fajin, I guess. The types that go down with the ship. It's no use. I don't care. I'm not abandoning them without a word of warning. Period. He stood silent, weighing the moment. His eyes impatient, twitching, shedding their customary frost. Okay, let's go. Crossing the massive hold-turned-battlefield, we arrived at the door to Lucifer's oven. I made the mistake of looking to the corner of the door where the fire teams had made their final stand. I saw Captain Gilstrix. Adam. His eyes were still open, staring. Everything below his chest was just unrecognizable. Damn it. He must have changed the code to make sure no one could get in. There's not much else we can do. My power flared from my eyes as I glared at the keypad, forcing a dream upon it, where numbers mean nothing and can never be understood. That did it. Doors open. The room was awash in shadow, the shapes of horrors past, and those yet to come, whirling weightless above the dust of the bygone dead. The world of the great darkness reborn, in fire and shadow. At the heart of it all stood the infamous Magic Lantern itself, built to the dimensions required to contain a human being. The contraption was quite large, its base submerged in the ashes of post-Noctum atrocity. It was unique amongst its kind, as it possessed several projection lenses, all of them spread out equidistantly around its burning chamber, which in this instance contained a human shape. A man, heavy with fire and madness and screams. Beneath the spectacle of burning prognostication, there sounded tiny notes of playful music, the kind you'd expect from a child's music box. The glittering tune frolicked between the shrieks, mocking them, it seemed to me. The shadow show was made all the more remarkable by the small motor built into the lantern's base, turning the whole thing around and around, painting the room in dancing shadow and scream and melody. Hypnotized by the sights, I looked beyond the burning man and his screams, drawn into the shadows and what they foretold. There were humanoid shapes, dire and regal, marching up a long flight of stairs, each bearing a crown of hydras upon its head. Before they emerged from the depths, holding at the gate between the upper and lower world, 
The above world, symbolized by scenes of blowing snow and ice, a black sun descended from the sky, banishing the snow, driving away the cold, and so the gates opened. The scene changed. Now the sun of darkness shines shadows down upon the emergent crowned heads of the underworld, crooked kingdoms growing up around them like wicked gardens, pushing aside and toppling cities of man. Standing before the line of dark royals, his deformed mask identifying him immediately, the fallen Mithra, Isaiah, arms outstretched towards the darksome kings and queens from below, he welcomed them. The man inside the lantern finally stopped screaming, his body assuming the pugilistic attitude of death after fire. And then something tugged at my leg, and I looked down. It was Fajin, bloodied and dying. Snapping out of my trance, I took in the more prosaic details of the room. They were all dead. The members of the Magic Lantern Club cut down, blood pooling around their splayed forms. And Isaiah was right. Several of them were far from human. A smattering of cleaved alien shapes lay amongst the dead. I bent down to hear the words of the dying Shadowcaster, his eyes wet points of fading light. The children of vice slowly crawl across the twisting landscape of our nightmares, learning how to think through organs of shadow and scream. Mastering their countless limbs, gathering the storms of their new flesh into the forgotten gutters of creation, they pile cold stones, raising structures from stolen souls and solid sin. With mocking grace, they place crooked crowns upon their wretched heads, and count themselves kings and queens. Throwing open the gates of their fetid kingdoms, they invite all to come. Letting go of my leg, Fajin fell backward and burst into flames. I darted away, shielding my face from the heat as he spoke the last of his wisdom. It is the new and everlasting darkness, and they bring it with them. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone, and performed by Mark Anzalone, Kelly Bear, and David Cummings. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the sleep-wake cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion... Visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythologies, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the world of Maltopia, visit Maltopia.com. Hold up! 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 